Welcome to If Communities Could Talk podcast. I'm Jackie. I'm Mary Beth, and we are here today to give you guys a first-hand experience by providing interviews from people within our communities. Our podcast is going to cover the full spectrum of topics, which include success stories, crimes, hard work, unsolved mysteries, entrepreneurship, and the struggles around us. And remember, if communities could talk, this is what they would say. All right, everyone, welcome to episode four of If Communities Could Talk podcast. Today, we are talking about Jared Lee Lofner. Lofner, Lochner, I can't do it right. Anyway, <laughs> this is a, a mass murderer. Uh, he went on a shooting spree back in 2011. I think it was January 8th. Yes, January yeah. 8th, 2011. So um, we are just right past our 10-year anniversary of this. We didn't mean for this to be another anniversary story, but here we are. Um, so basically we're going to break it down, break down the, uh, background of Jared first and then go ahead. Instagram thing here. We're going to break down, uh, the background of Jared first, uh, kind of go through his, um, maybe a little bit of psychosis and then we're going to go through the crime itself. Um, we are also going to do some timestamps of the day of what he did, where he went, um, all the stuff that he went through and all the coincidences that happened along the way when he was committing that crime. So this happened here in our hometown of Tucson, Oops. Arizona. <laughs> I wrote the wrong thing. <laughs> it's okay. Um, here in the Southwest. So Jared was born on September 10th, 1988. Um, that's going to be two years older than me and a couple years younger than Jackie. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's kind of around our age. Um, so growing up, uh, he was an only child. So um, I don't know. Do you think that being an only child kind of has like a little bit of different psychology on you? Like, do you think it kind of oh yeah feels absolutely. a little more isolated or like you don't know how to interact with some people? Well, I think that it also really depends on your upbringing. And I'm just going to pin this real quick. Gotcha. I think it also really depends on your upbringing and how well you're socialized. Um, like a lot of parents, if they have single um, children, they probably will put them in like groups or like some type of sport or something like that that will help them um, like develop their social skills. Um, and I think that um, I I think that his parents and we're going to talk a little a little bit about this later were aware that there was something weird Mm -hmm. but they also were like super devastated and they almost felt like they like it was like like something was they knew something was off but they never expected this yeah so i'll just kind of put this event in a nutshell for you guys so you know what exactly jared did uh so back on january 8th 2011 jared opened fire in a local safeway grocery store here um, the person of interest that he wanted to actually kill was Gabrielle Giffords, which is a congresswoman. Um, he ended up killing actually six people that day um, and injuring quite more after yeah, that. There was 13 wounded. In fact, one of the, the um, sources that I saw said that there was 14 wounded. So they're kind of between 13 and 14 mm-hmm. additional people. I even heard more than that, but I'm not going to state that um but anyway that's what that is um yeah so he he went and he 
he opened fire on Gabrielle Giffords and he shot her in the head point blank. Yeah, I heard he was like three feet away from her. Yeah, that's still pretty point blank, I would say. Yeah. You know, that's um, um, she oh, she was definitely. in critical condition. Um, there was a lot of like innovative stuff, innovative um, stuff in her treatment, which mm-hmm. we could talk about in a little bit. But um, yeah, he actually got got stopped by a um wait let's do his background first let's do his background background, background first okay <laughs> i know we get too excited we're like we don't want to we want There's so many things of the story all these you know? details away um <laughs> so if you were born in tucson or if you know tucson and you went to high school here he ended up going to mountain view high school mm-hmm. um he actually dropped out at a later age which is kind of odd because i believe he dropped out when he was 18. yeah that, uh, that was very interesting. close i think that he just was held behind held back multiple times yeah um so that that's that yeah he got um so i guess uh neighbors described their family as very private so they didn't really see the family interact outside the house and that's not to say the parents were bad parents or anything like that they were just a very private private family yeah i mean it's like uh, these time, you know and this time i don't really feel like people know their neighbors as much yeah, and well, like now, like through COVID, everyone's like scared to look at each other. So, like, <laughs> yeah. who knows who's private anymore? Um, so during high school, um, he had a breakup, and I guess it's a very prominent breakup because through multiple sources, it's always been listed uh, mm-hmm. as talking about this breakup. So after this breakup, he started to dive into the drug world. He had like a change in his personality too. Yes. So yeah, um, and they're attributing that to his drug use. Yeah, so he pretty much went down the line uh, of using uh, marijuana, mushrooms, LSD, salvia. Um, I think that is all yeah, that there was, was listed. There was one source that said that he was just like really into the salvia. And salvia, I looked it up, is is legal to buy here in the United, in the, in the United States. It's he- legal here in Arizona. You don't have to have like any... Yeah. Um, so he had access to that. So that is a natural hallucinogen. If uh, you just didn't know, um, I could only imagine what he probably saw. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, he, he definitely had some some issues. Also, he did mushrooms and LSD. Yeah. Um, during mm-hmm. that time, after that breakup, so um, he had a tough time. So he dropped out of school, and then he decided to try the military. Um, so he enlisted, tried to enlist into the army, but he was rejected. Um, and a lot of the sources say that the military pretty much refused to say anything except for he was unqualified. Yeah. Um, so we don't really know what that means. Does that mean that he he had a positive drug test, which some of the people speculate, or does that mean that he failed um, a psych evaluation? We don't know. Yeah, we're not sure, but um, it does state that he admitted to marijuana use on numerous numerous occasions during the application process. So. Yeah. Uh, for my my previous um, research, they usually don't let people in. Um, I don't know. They might. <laughs> yeah. Um, something that I thought was interesting, though, is that he, there was one of the sources said that he had been using uh, drugs heavily, but then had stopped for mm-hmm. a couple of years. He, like, stopped completely. Yeah. That's what I heard. Like, yeah. he didn't even dive back into it after that. Right. Yeah. So, like, during the shooting, he was, like, completely sober. Completely sober. Yeah. Uh, which is interesting yeah well he clearly had some other things happening there but um so he was he was sober and um yeah for multiple years 
Um, and then he, after that, he didn't get into the military, so he went to Pima. Pima is a community college um, here in, in Tucson, Arizona. And he had multiple incidents at Pima. Yeah, I think he met with the cops there about five times. Yeah, so yeah. Um, one of them was a disruption in the class. Um, I was reading about it. Um, it was talking about this 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 uh, student, a female student, was talking about a her an abortion that she had to have, mm-hmm. and he said very inappropriate comments, um, things such as "I would have just like strapped a bomb and mm-hmm. like exploded the the." baby, like all kinds of things like that, like very inappropriate stuff. So he had to be um, reprimanded by the camp or the college police for that. I had very like different sources say different things. Right. And like it said, one source said that girl had an abortion and another source said this girl wrote about having an abortion. Right. Wrote about having a poem, like a poem about it. Right. Yeah. 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 But I I think that she did. And in both, both of those sources, but it was just that, um, like just like how the story was told because the story was told to the media by other students that were present. So we're, we're working on, on like the information based off of what people are saying. Yeah. Um, and before the whole military thing, um, and my- suspension from school. Oh, sorry. Your IG got turned oh, weird. My, uh, sorry that for the weird. disconnect there guys. I just wanted to mention that, um, yeah, after his girlfriend uh, broke things off with him and his mood started to change, he did have uh, two spots where he tried to fit into society, and that was first after that was first at working at a Quiznos restaurant. Um, someone did reach out to me and tell me that he did work with him, um, oh. and he always thought that he was, you know, very like off the chain and like just had like the weird vibes like that and all this and all that. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, but the, the manager said that, um, he just couldn't comprehend what the supervisor was trying to tell him. And, uh, I'm not sure why my IG is like, keeps like pausing and stopping. I'm not sure. Is it on power save mode? (laughs) It should be. I'm going to put a little bit closer so that I can tap the screen. So I guess from like whatever his behavior change was, is that he couldn't comprehend kind of like instructions. Oh, that's very interesting. And so, like, it's kind of weird because after Quiznos, he tried to go volunteer um, to basically walk dogs at a shelter. Oh, okay. I didn't have that one. Hold on. Let me just see. Which is, like, out of nowhere. Like, why would you go? Like, it's just different for me. Like, why? it's just the personality of him didn't fit for me to go walk dogs after that. But when he went to go do that, they actually told him not to come back. So whatever change floated on, kept floating on to whichever place he tried to apply to. Yeah. The dog thing is very strange because, um, I'm just glad he didn't like, you know, hurt dogs. Yeah. (laughs) And I wonder if maybe he did, but there was just not commentary on it. Um, real quick guys, just a quick little pause. I'm having trouble with the Instagram. I'm not sure if we're connected or not. Yeah, just let us know if it we looks are like live. we're live, but okay. I'm not sure, but we'll. It, it keeps turning off, so hopefully we're okay there. So during uh, the Pima Community College incidents, um, he ended up creating a YouTube channel, um, and this is when he started to uh, look up. I guess you could call them conspiracy theories, but they're not 
some of them, it's like weird because some of them have come true to, to, to this date and some <laughs> have not. So it's kind of like hard to call what is conspiracy and what is not conspiracy anymore. Anyway, <clears throat> he made a YouTube uh, video okay. and, um, you know, I did not check to see if it was still up. It is it's called, not up. It's not up. You, no. you checked. Yeah. Well, anyway, he called it class it up 10. I'm not sure if he I don't I don't really know what that name means. Um, he wasn't very classy, obviously. Um, <laughs> and uh, so it, it, he just like spoke out about a lot of different things. He thought that was not very um, aligned in his values after watching one of uh, a film called Zeitgeist, the movie. So I actually watched that movie. Yeah, I was going to ask you, what did you think and about it? I could just give like a really like one minute review about it. So um, basically it, uh, it is split into a couple of different things. In the beginning, it tells people that all religions are just based off all of the same religion. Like every religion is basically based off the same thing. Okay. So it pretty much um, dispels the, the um, possibility of Jesus Christ ever being alive. Okay. Of anything like, or like anything like that. Like they connect to Egypt and all this and all that. Egypt, um, like um, Buddhism, like everything like that. So in the beginning, it's just telling you basically like you don't even know what you're believing in. Um, okay. It also talked about 9-11 being an inside job and then um, that the Federal Reserve made up. So Jared did uh, make a video saying that we should we should go back to the gold standard. That's what I heard. And um, he also stated in one of them that college was Ill illegal, according to the U.S. Constitution. Yeah. So so that one was like the reason that he so after uh, he, he now he's in Pima and he has gotten into trouble multiple times. Mm -hmm. And then he made this this video, the one that you're talking about. And that is why he actually got suspended from the school. Yeah, because he says here. Um, he, he quoted in his video that, that, um, that the school, the college was the biggest like joke or something like that. Let me find it really quick. What's weird is that his political views were left wing and quite liberal and radical. But now when you bring it to this, to this date and time, some of those conspiracy things have like moved on to the right. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so it says he describes the school as one of the biggest scams in America, and and the and Pima Community College was not happy about that, so they <laughs> suspended him from the college. They're like, we can't let them yeah, tell and, everyone that it's a scam, guys. Just yeah, kidding. Well, well, you know, <laughs> and so he was very, you know, upset about that. Um, and I, I do want to take a moment right here and mention that um, he had started to like really follow a lot of these like political things mm -hmm. and he had gone to one of gabriel gifford's previous events the year before so in 2007 is that right yes yeah so he had gone to one the year before and he had asked a question um and the question was why are words how do you know that words mean anything oh no the question was what is government if words have no meaning what? Oh, okay. I had a different one here. What? Oh. Yeah. Okay. So, so essentially it's like that idea, like that words don't really mean anything. Um, and what is the government going to do? You know? So, um, he feels like his, his question was not answered correctly. Yeah. And that upset him. So the, the event that happened 
um, when he, for the shooting, was a year later. And in fact, um, he had a, he had memorabilia yeah. about that actual um Yeah, so he kept, uh, so I guess uh, Giffords sent out a letter, like a thank you letter to people who went to that um, event. Um, and he wrote on there phrases like die beep and <laughs> assassination plans have been made. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so he was very political. And then, um, there was a friend of his, his, his name was Zane Gutierrez that said that, um, he would like get really upset when he would see, um, sites of president George Bush and he would like, oh, I know why. Because in um, that Zeitgeist, the movie, uh-huh. basically George Bush has to do everything with an inside job for that, for 9-11. Oh, okay. So I, I think that's that, maybe Well, why. yeah. I, I mean, if know. he's really into that and he's like upset at the whole thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. I also didn't know um, Gabrielle Giffords was married to Mark Kelly. Oh, yeah. I don't know yeah. why I didn't know that. Yeah. So, um so then he is now suspended from college. He has, um, as we said before, he has dropped out of, of school. He's had multiple incidences at both schools. Um, he is kind of unraveling. Uh, at this point, he's already stopped doing drugs. Um, but I think that he's, had, he's having like psychological issues at this point. Well, if I could be kind of like insightful. <laughs> <laughs> So if you if you start going down like the conspiracy path and all this and all that and learning like things that shed a different light like that, mm-hmm. I feel like that can make you lose your mind. Yeah. The thing is, when your mind is unstable, uh-huh. I think that you have all of this information thrown at you. And this is what radicalism is, is yeah. when somebody sees or hears something and like it, that part sticks to them and then they become, you know, have issues like this. Um, so there's also there's also some people that talk about his like issues with religion, um, but it was, in my opinion, I don't think that there's like enough evidence to really say that he's he had issues with religion mm-hmm. because he in some of the things he refused to talk about religion and whether he believed in God or not or whatever, and then in other parts there's like people saying that he was um, very. I think we like, should read. I think we should read this. Yeah, go ahead. Off of Wikipedia because I feel like it gives an insight for like things he kind of thought about in his head. So under conspiracies, his friend Zach Alsler noted that conspiracy theories had a profound effect on Lochner. He was a member of the message board Above Top Secret, which discusses conspiracy theories. Members of the site did not respond warmly to posts believed to be from his account. Lochner espoused conspiracy theories about the 9-11 attacks, which is, you know, which... George Bush was the president for that and the new world order and believed in a 2012 apocalypse among other controversial viewpoints reports appearing after the shooting noted similarities between the statements made by Lochner and those publicized by the far right conspiracy theorist David Wynn Miller. I've never heard of him, which is yeah. interesting. And, and also what's interesting is of the far right conspiracy theorist yeah. because he is noted to be very, very liberal, a very far mm-hmm. Uh, left but so he like he, he is like both part of both wings mm-hmm. of that um yeah. his, he's registered he was registered to vote as an independent 
Well, is that right? No, he was actually under Republican when he was younger. And then he switched to independent. And then he switched. Yeah. yeah. But um, at this point, he's an independent. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Gabrielle Giffords is uh, Jewish. And so people thought that he had anti-Semitic views. Um, but a group called the Anti-Defamation Defa- De- League's analysis of messages by Loeffner found that it was just a more of a generalized dislike of the religion and government. Mm-hmm. So I guess he wasn't deemed as, what would that be called? Anti-Semitic? It's just, yeah. it's just like against religion? Like it's just like a religious thing or? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Um, so Loeffner declined to state his religion in his army application. Mm-hmm. In his final thoughts video, I wish we could have seen that. That would have been creepy. I know. He said, no, I don't trust in God in reference to the U.S. national model printed on coins and paper currency. In God we trust. He expressed a dislike for all, all religions and particularly critical of Christians. Okay, so I kind of like, because that Zeitgeist movie, in the beginning, it kind of like basically tells people to not believe in any religion. And that religion mm-hmm. is like a joke, a scam, and all this. To, I'm going to have to watch it. Yeah. Hopefully I can watch it all the way through. <laughs> You're like, I can't. I, I, I can't mean, do it. You know, I'm I'm willing to hear what people have to say. You know, I just may or may not agree. You know? Yeah, exactly. Um Okay, so let's talk about that day. So he gets so we so now we're we're to the day of the shooting. Um and um the day before the shooting, he goes to You just want to do this one? Yeah. So the day before the shooting, this is like way back in November 30th, actually. Yeah. Okay. So, so November 30th, 2010, let's talk about the preparation, um, for this event. So this was two August, August, September, October. So this was three months after he went and saw Gabrielle Geffords at her event. Yeah. He went and he purchased a Glock metal, um, nine millimeter handgun. Um, and it, he also had one with an extended magazine. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he purchased the, the weapon. Um, let's see. There's like multiple things that happen. So this is January 7th. So the, the event happened on January 8th. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. So, so he purchased the gun and then the day before he goes and drops a off a 35 millimeter film to be developed at Walgreens. Man, I wonder what he took pictures of. Um, I think he took pictures of like the gun himself with the gun. Probably is what I'm assuming. I we got it. Hopefully we can. We couldn't find. I didn't see anything about that. But okay, so he makes a purchase at midnight. He goes to a Circle K, and then he checks into a Motel Six on Ina Road at. Um, at um, twelve thirty, and then he goes and he grabs his his photos. He let's see, he does. It talks about a couple of things that he does. So he goes to Chevron, makes a quick purchase, and then he puts a thing on on at four four twelve a.m. Wow, he's been up for a long time. Yeah, he puts a post on MySpace that says goodbye friends um and it has pictures that he from the photos at walgreens yeah that's what it was it was um it was pictures of him with like the gun 
Um, and he puts those on his MySpace, MySpace post. I feel like he had a longer MySpace post. He did, actually. Um, Let's talk a little bit about where that. Is that. It was way longer than that. Um, sorry, guys. We are trying to find that MySpace post because he, did, he didn't just say goodbye. Yeah, he said a couple of, of different things. Let me see if I can find it here. Well, you look for it and I'll just keep reading other stuff. Okay. So I'm going to talk about his uh, changes in attitude and demeanor. Well, should we should we continue to go through this? Oh, you want to keep going through the timeline? Yeah. Okay, cool. Okay, you look for that little little spiel he has. Okay. So after he uh, writes that post on MySpace, this is 412 a.m. Two hours later, he goes to the Walmart off of the Foothills Mall. So that's going to be in La Choya here in town. Okay, I got the MySpace thing here. Okay. Okay, so it says, little is known about the suspect, but his online presence was soon discovered as he had accounts on both MySpace and YouTube. His MySpace profile, blah, blah, blah. Okay, so it says here, please do not be mad at me. Um, goodbye, friends. Please do not be mad at me. Will you grab that while I yeah. read this? Um if I define terrorist, then a terrorist is a person who employs terror or terrorism, especially as a political weapon. I define terrorist. If you call me a terrorist, then the argument to call me a terrorist is ad... I don't know how to pronounce this word. Hominin? Hominin. What's ad hominin? Let's look that up. You call me a terrorist. So, I don't know. It doesn't really make much sense to that me. That means directed against a person rather than the position they are maintaining. So if you define me a terrorist, if you and then it says dot, 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 if you call me a terrorist, then the argument to call me a terrorist is ad honim. Yeah. So it's uh, it's it's versus him than what he was trying to accomplish. Mm hmm. Yeah, it's I feel like there was another. Yeah, there was like a, a small speech on YouTube and one of his videos where he says, don't have to accept the federal, like he doesn't have to accept the federal laws. Um. <laughs> yeah, he, he was, a uh, he was interesting. Um, I'm still trying to find that MySpace thing though, because that was, and I don't know why we can't find it. it that's what it was. I that's thought it was way longer than that. Oh, okay. Well, anyway, um, so we're back to the, uh, timeline here of the morning of the shooting um he had made a purchase at that walmart and uh off of foothills here in town um, oh i have it here see i knew you it you were right I yeah I, I thought so too but then i was like maybe it was shorter and maybe it was longer in my, in my mind but he wrote at 4 12 yeah there we go a.m he said goodbye friends don't be mad at me the literacy rate is below five percent i have talked to i haven't talked to one person who is literate I want to make it out alive. The longest war in history of the United States. Goodbye. I'm saddened with the current currency and job employment. I had a bully in school. Thank you. P.S. Plead the fifth. Exclamation point. Oh, look, there is. It says the photos on MySpace page showed up, showed a close up picture of a handgun sitting atop a document titled United States History. That so. is hard to hear. Uh oh, not sure why. I feel like I'm yelling. <laughs> Let me quick pause here. 
Um, okay, is that better? See if that's better. I removed the. Uh, what's this? I don't know. What is going on? We're having trouble with our with the phone for some reason. Are you able to hear now? It'll probably be a minute before she she tells us. Okay. Um, I wonder if that was a document that he actually created or because i mean obviously i mean he put that as a myspace post yeah oh yeah that probably wasn't even real okay so uh okay better okay so at 4 p.m he writes that on myspace 4 a.m 4 a.m and now it's 4 12 so at 4 12 he goes to walmart this is in or i'm sorry at 6 12 in the morning he goes to walmart mm, and that's where we've been staying off for like the past three posts or like he's at walmart <laughs> yeah i'm sorry okay so he he's at the foothills mall at walmart and he tries to make a purchase of ammo um and yeah so this is the ammo one he went to three like i don't understand because like he got denied because of his demeanor is what one of the other sources says is that his demeanor was so like yes. um off that the employees at Walmart like did not um, yeah, sell so him the ammo. The so he one, went to three different places, yeah, three different wa Walmarts and stuff. At the Lachoya one, that's the one where they wouldn't let him um, make a purchase. Mm -hmm. So whoever that was, good job. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then he goes to one in Cortero, makes a purchase there. And then yeah. he goes to the Arizona Game and Fish Department. He doesn't um, go to the fish department. Uh, AZ and fish department officer. Oh, he gets pulled over. He gets pulled over there. Yeah. <laughs> Don't laugh. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. Sorry. I was just trying to make sure we got through it here. So, so what's really interesting is that that same morning at 7:30 now, after he's gone to multiple places, he gets pulled over by a police officer, and he doesn't have any warrants in his name. It's a game and fish department officer. Yeah. So, so and he mm. doesn't. Yeah, but he could still like stop yeah, him. He could still stop him. And he just lets him go with a warning. Well, he didn't have any outstanding warrants or anything. Right. Exactly. But so, I mean, you imagine if it yeah. would have been a little bit different if he would have oh, been like, man. why are you out? What are you doing? I don't know. Like, oh, our time's going to run out on that anchor over there. Okay. <laughs> we have like so many things going on. <laughs> Give us one second, folks. Sweet. So, yeah, I mean, I don't even know how the cop would feel. Like, he's like, I could have prevented that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But anyway, so after he got pulled over by the um, Game and Fish officer, he went home. He removed a black bag from the vehicle. His father confronted him, and he fled on foot carrying the black bag. Yeah, I read a... a I didn't hear about that. Yeah, I read a different source that his his father was like, hey, what's wrong with you? Are you okay? Is there something that we can do? Like, like confronted him about his behavior and how oh. he was acting. And he, his father stated somewhere that he refused to answer and then he ran off. Hmm. So he, uh, he had made up his mind at this point, I'm guessing. So he's, how old is he? He's 23 right now or at that, at that year, right? <laughs> 1988 to 2011, 23. Yeah. Well, it's pretty, pretty old. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Pretty old to be immature about that, but whatever. Uh, so what, what does he do? He, uh, he calls for a cab. Yeah. So he goes to a circle K two calls hours for a later. Cab. Yep. 
And by this time, it's 940. Uh-huh. He calls for a cab, and he drives to... he. The cab takes him to the Safeway on Oracle Road. Yeah. Um, and the this is the Safeway where the event is being held. So, um, barely three years ago, they had released some new footage from him. Mm-hmm. And the new footage actually just had him like walking through the Safeway, like walking around, just taking his time. He went and bought a water bottle and he Hmm. was really nice to the clerk. He was actually like doing sign language with them. Oh, really? Yeah. And um, I am assuming that's where this timeline comes in, where he uh, goes into Safeway to get change for the cab fare. Maybe that's what he's doing. Yeah, in there. maybe. Yeah, because this is at nine, nine forty-one, and the actual um, time where he shoots, where he opens fire, is ten ten. Mm-hmm. So at ten ten a.m., he opens fire, and then nineteen people are wounded. There's six fatalities, um, and then there's thirteen people injured. So the I'm not sure who ended up calling 911, but um, basically happened like a minute later to the in the Pima County Sheriff's Department received that 911 call, um, and they responded very fast. They dispatched yeah. 10:14 three minutes later. But three three minutes later, they were they were the first unit um, was there. Was it not? It was already there. Um. I don't know if it was there that fast because um, he... Oh, dispatch for shooting. Yeah, just dispatch. So during the shooting, um, Jared was trying to reload a magazine. Yeah. And he could not do it correctly. Um, I'm sure that's when his nerves finally caught up with him. Mm -hmm. And so he had dropped his magazine and um, one of the people there, uh, I believe it was Patricia. I don't remember her last name, but it was Patricia. She went to go grab the magazine, and when she was doing that, someone else went and, um, yeah, so it was bystander Patricia Mesh. Mm-hmm. Uh, she went and grabbed the magazine, and um, another bystander, which is not named, he got clubbed by the back of the head with a folding chair, um, injuring his elbow in the process. Whose elbow, though? Is it Jared's or? No, the the... Victim. Oh, okay. So the victim hurt himself trying to take him out. Um, then after that, Jared was tackled to the ground by a 74-year-old retired U.S. Colonel Bill Badger. Like, yeah. dude, 74 years old? I like, mean, boom. yeah, but this guy is like a veteran, you know? So, yeah. I mean, a colonel. But, seven, but 74 years old, like, wow. I, when I, every time I think about that, like, it gives me chills. Like, yeah, very old. And he just, he just stepped up and he, he did it. He must have been pretty built or like knew what he was doing obviously. Well yeah, you know? he sum- he sum- he uh submitted him. Yeah. <laughs> um and actually kept him held down until the um yeah, authorities so came. He got subdued by uh the first lady and then uh Badger, Roger, uh Solzberg and Joseph Zamudio. I mean, I guess it doesn't matter if we name him. That was four four people. Yeah, they all held him down. Um, yeah, and so they stopped and they and 
and there was one of them actually that had a concealed concealed carry license, but he didn't discharge his personal firearm that he had not to escalate the situation. I mean, I guess, I guess, but I don't know. I would have gotten that thing out. <laughs> um, you never know, you know, in the in the moment, I yeah. guess. So let's see. After that, that's when the uh, so, so then, see they 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 did like get him down to the ground, and then that's when the uh, uh the call was given to the sheriff's department. Yeah, the, yeah, and then the police arrived on the scene at ten fifteen. So ten ten is when he shoots. That's 10, so fast. Yeah, so fast, but so many people were hurt. You yeah, know? Um, and then ten fifteen is they is when they arrive, and then <sighs> missed it. Um, so Gifford's intern, Daniel Hernandez, uh, was able to apply pressure to her gunshot wound, um, so she wouldn't choke on her blood basically. Mm -hmm. Uh, so that probably ended up saving her life. Um, Yeah. She was like named as like a, like the hero, her hero, you know, like she, she didn't allow her to like swallow her own blood and then she kept pressure on the wound. So one of the victims was uh, a nine-year-old girl, which, you know, really sucks. Uh, she was named Christina Taylor Green. Uh, I believe she was a son of mm-hmm. a um, MLB baseball player. Oh, really? Okay. Son, sorry, daughter. <laughs> what am I doing? Um, <laughs> but so there was uh, two doctors or a doctor and a nurse shopping in the store, and they tried to save the little girl, but they couldn't. Yeah, he, he opened fire. We got a question. Didn't he shoot multiple people? Yeah, he opened fire and he he shot. He shot Gifford's point blank in the head, but then he just like sprayed in the in yeah. the crowd. Like he and he like he was like done after he shot her, but then he looked around and then I feel like for a second he kind of just like waited. Like, you know, should yeah. I continue? Because his mission had like he thought it com- it was complete mm-hmm. in fact he thought that he had killed her yeah and then somebody when he was detained ended up telling him and he is not very happy with it yeah he like got historical when but, he heard that she was still alive yeah but yeah so he sprayed the crowd and um six people six people died mm-hmm. and um 13 were wounded or injured Okay, so he is in in custody now. So let's um. So so he's in custody, and in Arizona, you cannot um, you cannot uh be charged with a plea of insanity. Okay. Like you can you can be guilty but insane, but you cannot be um, you can't have the charge of innocent by um plea of insanity so that wasn't an option for him so his sentence his first sentence was um to get he was forced to i don't have it right here in front of me but he was forced to have psychiatric care Mm -hmm. and he was forced to have a um a um evaluation for medicine and he was given antipsychotic medication forcefully yeah um, and he was treated for about a year um under that type of of um 
of order. And after that, then he went back um, to face a sentencing. Yeah, so he couldn't stand trial until um, he was competent because he was deemed incompetent, correct? Yes, he was deemed incompetent. That's correct. So I do want to talk about his his YouTube channel again real quick and like a little bit of things that were found in his house when the police went and like um, searched his house. Um, So they found uh, that some of his favorite books were The Communist Manifesto. Animal Farm. I've never heard of Animal Farm. Oh, yeah. I read that in school. It's, what, what is that? It's a, a essentially like a communist type of like. Oh, really? Yeah. It's um, it's with animals. It's like one of those that you, it's very political. You read it in high school. Mm-hmm. Well, we read it in high school here in, in Arizona. So he mm-hmm. probably read it. Okay. Um, yeah. So it's just this, this communist party type of, of book. We have, uh, he also liked Mein Kampf from Hitler. Plato's Republic. I thought that was interesting. He had that book in there. And something called We the Living. I haven't heard of, mm, heard about that, that one. one either. Um, he also listed such works on his YouTube, such as The Wizard of Oz, Peter Pan, uh, Gulliver's Travels, and Through the Looking Glass, which is kind of vast you know what i mean mm-hmm. yeah very like, strange yeah um let's see what else he also had um as we mentioned slightly a, mo- a little bit ago he had um a letter for a thank you letter from gabrielle giffords herself mm-hmm. thanking him for being at the event the year prior um with weird messages on it People were also weirded out with him because he had, um, I guess, like before the shooting, he had um, kind of stated that he was obsessed with doing lucid dreaming. Mm, that's interesting. Yeah. Okay, I didn't, I didn't know anything about that, but that, that's interesting. Um, he, when he went for his psych evaluation after. For this year, he did get diagnosed with schizophrenia. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was having um, uh, uh, visions and hallucinations. Um, and I did like I did this training thing that I think I mentioned last episode, actually, which is funny. But I did this training thing where you get to kind of take a moment and experience what it's like to have schizophrenia and have these voices. Um, and the voices are usually very intrusive and very negative. So what we, we did in the class is that we had um, three people in the participating party. Mm-hmm. And like, for example, I was a person that had schizophrenia and there was a person that was the intrusive voices. So they had like this like little um, like tube that they would talk into my ear and say very like. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, like very like intense things because these voices are intrusive and they're usually really negative like yeah. like don't listen to her she's lying um she thinks you're an idiot don't don't listen to her don't listen to her she's lying to you she's she's planning something against you and like things like that and there was an actual script that that you had to read oh maybe so there was a script that that the person had to read that was the voices and and then my job <laughs> 
<laughs> All that pounding is just getting this ready. Okay, so then my job um, as a person that had schizophrenia was to be able to have a regular conversation with the person in front of me so oh. just like very basic so like she was asking me things like you know do you have any children and i was like no and do you have any dogs and i was like no and then i was like wait yes i do because like it was so confusing to have that he- that like yelling in your ear yeah um and so loud when you're trying to have a conversation and like people end up saying weird things and they end up like just like lying to get to get out of the situation and like it was like the really like one of the first times that I can actually understand how stressful and how like um how much effect something like that would have on you and just like your personal day so like if you're going to sleep like this is immediately what I thought about that day is like if I'm gonna go to sleep and all of a sudden I have somebody yelling in my ear like like does it always have to be a yell too or yeah the, apparently the voices are very sometimes they're a whisper but they're right in your head so it's like um the, according to like you know the um the training that i was doing is like they're very usually very loud in your face um and they're they're meant to protect you right because they're usually voices of paranoia very intrusive negative um things to protect who you are and and like because people are out to get you. That's why it's, you know, that's why schizophrenia is, is usually paranoid. So um, it was very interesting um, and very eye-opening. And when I when I see these type of things and I see that, that you know, Jared here had issues like that, um, you know, maybe he had voices that told him, like, like she's going to ruin it for all of us or something mm-hmm. like that, you know. And, and when it's all the time yelling in your, in your head, then that seems to be an issue. And, and after he had been medicated for a year, um, there were people that were in his treatment plan that stated that he was able to recognize and show like slight levels of remorse because clearly he has uh, other issues, but, but he was able to show some level of remorse and a definite um, understanding of what he did. Yeah, so I know after he got on the... Um anti-psychotic medication mm-hmm. am i saying that correctly yeah he start to feel remorse yeah for what he did yeah and I, I think that you know insanity is one of those pleas that's very hard to do especially in arizona right we don't allow insanity but mm-hmm. um or certain parts of insanity but i mean you can go crazy like that 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 um so what causes like the schizophrenia is it is it some type of like neuro transmitter that or some type of neuron that you're missing or like you know what i mean like is it like a is it a hormonal imbalance or like what is do you know what it is or i don't know like I, i'm not sure because it's like i don't know if people are born that way already or if somehow it like later develops um i think that they're born like that really? schizophrenia, well schizophrenia comes there are three main types of schizophrenia i know that mm-hmm. um uh, most of the time it's not violent um, one of them is is very violent, paranoid. Um, all of them re- are require like have some type of hallucination. Um, but I think that you're born with something in the brain chemistry that is um, off or not normal, not okay. within normal range. All but, right. But I do know that um, like studies that have been done on like serial killers, for example. Yeah. Um, their brains are significantly different, and they they. Like you can identify the parts that light up when they see certain images 
um, that are different from the people that are not serial killers. So huh. that's an interesting idea. But all right, sorry. Shall we can <laughs> psychology? We, where are we here? That's very we can... very interesting to me. Yeah, me too. Um, so I know this was huge national news. Oh yeah, it was huge, totally. huge, yeah. huge, huge, huge national news. Yes, and um, right away because Obama was in office. Mm-hmm. Um, right away, um, he came down to Tucson. Yeah, and he met with uh, Gabrielle Giffords in the hospital. Yeah, and at this time she was in a um, induced coma. Mm-hmm. And um, I guess when Obama walked in, that's when she actually woke up from the coma. Yeah, she opened her eyes. Interesting. Yeah. Like, whoa, what happened? <laughs> um, so he came down and gave his condolences for that. Um, well, we can talk about her now, um, unless you want to go through like what kind of where what Jared is charged with and like where he is now. And then we can talk about her. Yeah, well, he, he, um, I don't think that works. <laughs> oh man, it was for a second. Yeah, it did. Okay, so he, um, he, he pled guilty to how many counts? 49 counts. 49 counts because of everybody that got injured, injured, and subsequent thereafter, other things. Um, so 49 counts. Um, it later went down to 19 counts. Um, which spared him the death penalty. Yes. Um, and he is pretty much going to be given, he does, he is not, um, he's not eligible for, for parole and he will serve his entire life, um, in prison. Yeah. So right now he's in the federal medical center in Missouri, I believe, um, Yes, no, um, Minnesota. Minnesota. Uh, federal Medical Center in Minnesota, um, which is a federal prison still. Um, it's specifically for male inmates requiring specialized or long-term medical or mental health care. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I have here he's sentenced to serve seven consecutive life sentences plus 140 years in prison without parole. Um, and that was on November 11th, or I'm sorry, November 8th, 2012 yeah i mean it's like they give him that sentence but it's like i mean obviously it's just it's just like well i mean i don't believe he's gonna be on the streets no at all ever um and i'm i'm actually very happy that he has had some type of treatment you know and that um he has some remorse in some way or another um and also yeah, let's let's go to Gabrielle Gifford. So when she got injured, something that was really interesting and really like medically innovative was that she got, you know, she got shot in the in the head. Yeah. And they literally removed part of her scalp. At the scene, right? Yeah. Yeah. They removed it like and had it set aside for a certain amount of time because her brain to avoid any more damage from her brain swelling. Yeah. Um, so that was really crazy and very interesting that they were able to do something like um, something like that, you know. So so it was a long recovery for her. She still has a long way to go. She currently has a limp um, and she has some issues with um, like uh, verbal issues. Yeah. So um, they actually did a interview with Mark Kelly and her um, a couple months ago on today. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause it's like the 10 year, you know? Yeah. Um, obviously she doesn't like to think about it though. Like right. when she was on the interview, she was just like, you know, move forward. Like, I'm not thinking about that. Um, you could tell that you could tell that she's very like intelligent still, yeah. but the thing that she tried to express was that she's thinking all these things, but she has a hard time saying it now. Right. So yeah. Like it's like always on the tip of her tongue, but it's like very frustrating that she cannot express herself the way she used to. Yeah. I believe that's called aphasia where you can think this stuff, but you can't communicate it. It goes Aww. from the brain, but not from the brain to the mouth. Yeah. Man, maybe I got a little mild case of that. <laughs> um, I want to read a statement that um, that Mark Kelly said to Lautner himself. Oh, really? Yeah. Let me find it here. Is it in that document? Yes. Oh, shoot. Um. Uh, let me see if it's here because I thought, hmm. How interesting. So so as we were saying, he he had to wait that whole year for treatment and then he went back and then he pled guilty. And at that time when you plead guilty, people have an opportunity to um, have some commentary or talk about something that they want to talk to or address um, the perpetrator, I guess you would say. And Mark Kelly said a couple of things that I found um moving actually so it says um here i'm going to just go ahead and read it when it was their turn to confront the shooter kelly and gifford stood and looked directly at lautner it was the first time that gifford had been face to face with lautner the defendant returned the couple's gaze as kelly explained how how the bullet had changed his wife's life but couldn't damage her spirit gabby would and this is in quotation so this is his direct um statement Gabby would trade her own life for one of, for the one for one that you took on this day. Kelly said to, uh, um, I'm sorry. Kelly said of his wife, whose efforts to recover have inspired many people across the nation. Every day is a continuous struggle to do the things that she once was so very good at. He said, "Mr. Lautner, you may have put a bullet through her head, but you haven't put a dent in her spirit and her commitment to make the world a better place." Um, he said, according to the medical. Uh, report. Thank you. Um, you tried. Did you want that? Did you? Uh, you tried to create for all of us a world as dark as evil, uh, as dark and evil as your own, said the former astronaut as he looked at Lautner. But know this and remember it always: you failed. You have decades upon decades to contemplate what you did. Uh, but after today, after this moment, here and now, Gabby and I are done thinking about you. Giffords, who did not speak, kissed Kelly when he finished. Then he took her hand and they walked away. Um, and former lawmaker, the former lawmaker limping. Wow. And he didn't say anything. Yeah, he says he didn't say anything, um, which is not surprising. You know, at this point, was he on the medication? Or? Yeah. yeah okay. This is when he had pled guilty. Yeah. And he had an opportunity to speak. That was probably why he. He just didn't, you know, he didn't say anything. He I just... mean, and he's felt some remorse maybe. So, so you know, I, I really like this because I think that it brings a good closure to say like, well, we're done thinking about you now. Yeah. Like you go and you feel guilty for the rest of your life, but we're moving forward. And, and that's her message, as you were just saying, that she kept saying to move forward. 
Um, so we didn't state the all the victims, the ones that did pass away. So we'll go ahead and um, state who had had to go through this. Um, so the first one was the little girl it was Christina Taylor Green, and she was nine years old. Um, like I said, she was oh she was a granddaughter of former Major League Baseball player and manager Dallas Green. Um, the second one was Dorothy Morris. She was 76 and she was retired secretary. The third was John Roll. He was a chief judge of the U.S. District Court for Arizona. Number four was uh, Phyllis Schneck. She's 79 and she was a homemaker here in Tucson. Number five was Dorwan Stoddard, 76, retired construction worker. Um, he also died from a gunshot wound to the head. And the last one was Gabriel Gabe Zimmerman, um, 30, and he was the community outreach director for Giffords. Um, so yeah, those were all the victims. Um, I don't know. Do we have any last words? Or- no, I think that's it. I think it's a good place to end it there. You know, all this stuff. Um, I just wanted to say I did, you know, like I did watch that whole movie and watching that whole movie that had a profound effect on Jared did not in no way made me think of having any violence towards anyone. Mm-hmm. So That's I'm, because you're sane. <laughs> yeah, it's because I'm, I'm not insane. But like really like that that movie didn't but that movie didn't like condone violence in any way. Like it had, yeah. it had no violence. Like it had nothing to do with taking violence out on people. Okay, I see so what you're saying. So I'm, I'm thinking maybe this might have like clipped something on in him. Yeah. he had gotten other things from other sources. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, and so. I, I think that that's a good point to make because the thing is, like, sometimes people try to find fault in certain things, yeah. certain viewpoints, things like um, um, video games and stuff like that. Yeah. But but if you are a sane person, you're not going to be affected by it and you could take that information and, and um, sort it appropriately. But mm-hmm. if you, you're you not, it might start something in you and you might not sort it. You know, and for him, it may have been different, but it may not have. And I think finding fault is not necessarily the best thing. I think just learning and understanding the disorder is the best option, yeah. I think. That's my opinion. But um, we want to say thank you so much for listening. Thank you. We're working on becoming like the best storytellers yes, we can. we're trying. Um, there's <laughs> a lot of process and uh, research and a lot of different things that go into this. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're loving the process and we're going to continue to do it. And we ask you for any suggestions you may have to please send them our way. Um, we have a, uh, multiple social media. Please find that in the description. And thank you so much for listening. Yep. Um, I don't, I don't have any last words. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Bye. Bye guys.